Hello, family and friends. I'm here for our final day in this series with Steve Brown. And Steve, thank you so much for being with me. It's been an incredible blessing, and uh, I feel just so blessed. If I didn't even send these out, I would just feel so blessed. But no, we're going to get these out to share with the people out there and, and help some people. Well, we're going to talk a little bit today and kind of wrap up things, maybe with some of the stories that things that have happened in Steve's ministry. You know, I when I started mine, just real briefly, Steve, you know, I was pretty early in the jail ministry, and uh, my oldest daughter had told me that one of her best friend's friends was in the jail, and her, I'll just call it minister, said it wasn't his job to go see her. <laughs> I've heard that. And I said, I'll go, you know, and on that little camera there, and I think maybe in, in, a, in a part there under watch, you know, she gave her heart to Jesus on that little camera that day. And I thought, if nothing ever happened in my ministry but that one soul, mm -hmm. it's worth it for that mm -hmm. one soul. Because sometimes we want to get, and, and numbers do matter because those numbers are souls. But if we can just reach another person, another person, it's worth it. But I'm going to kick it over to Steve for you for maybe just a, a story or two about some things that have happened in your ministry in the jails and the prisons. Greg, thank you again. You know, one of the things that I, I've learned to never say, never say never. <laughs> uh, you don't know who God's going to bring across your path. You don't never know what this person has done. If you've been listening to these few broadcasts, you know that I'm African-American, and one of the highlights of my Christian experience has been at a supermax prison where I met a young man who was a white supremacist. He'd been coming to class, coming to classes, and he and another guy who was a gangster disciple had made up their minds that they were gonna do something to each other. It didn't happen. But in the hallway one day, they both asked for forgiveness. The white supremacist, he hardly ever missed a worship service that I did or any seminars that I did. Became a strong believer. And he sent me a Father's Day card. And I still have that Father's Day card because when I go into high schools and I talk to some of these kids who want to be radical, who have chips on their shoulders, and they have already picked out a race of people that they hate and they dislike. I read this card, and this guy who sent me the Father's Day card, he signs it this way. From your former white supremacist, he states his name, your spiritual son. Now here's a white supremacist who calls me his spiritual father, and he's my spiritual son. Every two years, I go to some of the worst cities in the United States of America to witness do street evangelism. I like going to kind of like Star Wars, go where nobody else wants to go. Amen. And But I found God's protection in those areas. And I went up north, north part of Indiana. His son was in jail. He did not tell his son that I was African-American. His son saw me and it looked like his eyes were about to pop out of his head. I explained to him that his dad had changed. He said, my father said he had changed, but I guess this is the real proof of it because he sent you to talk to me. And it was just interesting that I've got letters from this guy, that I've read excerpts from letters on my radio broadcasts here in Evansville. I've read these letters in schools to kids. See, God is in the business of changing and transforming lives. Prisons are great melting pots, and you have people from all walks of life not just ghetto kids or inner city kids or poor kids, be them black or white, go to jail. We've had police in prison. We've had prosecutors in prison. 
We've had businessmen in prison. We've had priests in prison. We've had ministers in prison. Sin is no respect of person. That's right. Anybody can end up in a place of incarceration. But prisons are great mission fields where we can share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. People get caught up in this cycle of crime. How do I get out of it? There's only one way to get out of it. And it's coming to know the one who designed you and defined you. I heard this illustration that I'd like to share with you, and I call it five Ds. I can't remember the, the exact preacher that I heard use it. He says, but this is really what happens to us, and it's, all, and it's pretty much biblical. The first D is desire. The second D is deception. The third D is design. The fourth D is death. But he talks about each one of these. First, there's a desire to do wrong. Adam and Eve desired something and it got them in trouble. Then the next thing I want to do, I want to have deception. I deceive myself into believing I can do this and get away with it. Yeah. Then comes design. Design, how am I going to pull it off? How am I going to get away with what my desire is? I've already deceived myself saying that I need this when I really don't. So I've now I'm at the point of design. Deception. The last D is death. There's a way that seems right to man. And the end is death. So all of this wrongdoing, wrong thinking has filled up our prisons. It's filled up our jails. It's got people believing that they can get by with things. If you get by with it in this life, you're going to have to answer in the next. Yeah. There is a judgment seat for the believers. And there's a great white throne judgment for the unbelievers. And at the great white throne judgment, there's no salvation. You have to do it in this life, regardless of what popular religions say that you get a second chance to do it over. You're not going to do it over. Nope. This is it. You make this decision now. Yep. I've met a lot of people in prisons and jails, but I want to be honest with you. The numbers are few. The numbers are few. I actually go so far, Greg, to say maybe four out of 50 guys who make a commitment to Christ really have made that commitment. Okay. The rest of it was jailhouse religion. The rest of it was I'll bow my head and say a prayer after you if that's what you want me to do because I need your help. I need you, somebody on the outside I can communicate with, but I'm not really about ready to follow Christ. you got to be real. Now remember this, folks. You can be a hypocrite. Baptist, hypocrite Catholic, hypocrite anything else, and a hypocrite so-called Christian. We need people who love the Lord, people who are willing to go where nobody else wants to go, people who will be difference makers for the kingdom of God. When God saved me out of something, he saved me for something. Your outlook will determine your outcome. Bad starts don't mean that bad finishes. Yeah. And where are you today? If you listen to this broadcast, if you're just spending your time within the four, four walls of the church, if you're spending your time going to seminars and conventions and you've got notebooks full of notes, but you've never really personally challenged someone about their salvation and had the opportunity to present a clear-cut presentation of the gospel, you haven't done what you're supposed to do. Yep. How much time do you have left? Greg said it earlier from James, life is just a vapor. Don't say what you're going to do. 
If you don't put God in the equation, if it be his will, I'll do this and I'll do that. So get to know the Lord, live for him, and one day somebody will be in heaven because you took the initiative to follow the Spirit of God and tell this person that the wages of sin is still death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Steve, it has been an incredible blessing having you. Mm-hmm. I can't express my thanks enough for you coming Thank on you. to be on Thank the program. You. It's just been, I've had a lot of guests over the time, but this is up there with one of the top ones. It's just the, the presence of the Lord, the love you have. And, you know, I hope some more of that rubs off on me. Can I consider myself to be hungry for the lost, but there's always more, right? We can get more hungry, right? And so... Thank you so much for sharing. Hope that we can do this again, maybe yes, sir. down Thank the road. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate but, uh, it. It wasn't by accident that we met out there in the parking Amen. lot at the restaurant, the, the Divine yeah. Providence. Amen. <laughs> if you would go ahead and say a prayer, and then we'll wrap it up. Father God, we thank you again. Lord, do what you do best. You do the impossible while we do the possible. I thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I thank you for saving Greg. Yes. And Lord, we're just a small drop in the bucket. And even when we've done our best, You said, still count ourselves as unprofitable servants. Lord, you said we need to be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Renew our minds daily. Thank you, Lord, that your mercies are renewed every morning. Save the soul today that's near as hell. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again, Steve. If you want to contact him, you can do so through our ministry. You can call me at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.